Three tips that'll help SEOs work better with in-house developers. With Adam Gent. The InSearch SEO podcast is brought to you by SimilarWeb. Helping you build better SEO strategies with digital intelligence, insights, and data. Hey, it's David. Why should SEOs be looking to work better with in-house developers? And what are the key ways that SEOs should be working better with in-house developers? That's what we're covering today with a recovering product manager turned senior technical SEO strategist. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, founder of the SEO Sprint, Adam Gent. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. Hey, Adam. Thanks so much for joining. Well, you can find Adam over at theseosprint.com. So, Adam, today you're sharing three tips that'll help SEOs work better with in-house developers. So why focus on this particular area? So for me, the reason why I'd focus on this particular area is because it's not really talked about a lot in the SEO community. My own experience when I worked with developers as, you know, SEO turned PM uh, was that there is a sea of information about this work, you know, in the product community, but there isn't in the SEO community. And I, part of my, my writing about it, my newsletter, me talking to people on my own podcast is trying to help others not have to stumble like I did uh, and get a lot wrong and hopefully get, get people learning quicker and getting working with developers a lot faster and better. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's fair enough. And it's, it's, it's um, very useful information, I'm sure. I've worked in-house and relatively large um, SEO and, and marketing teams and I've had my own challenges with... Um, encouraging developers to prioritize the requests that I've made. And I guess if you can communicate more effectively with in-house developers, then you'll be more successful with um, with that as a goal. So your tip number one is to focus on three questions. So which three questions? <laughs> yeah. So these, just to give you a bit of background and the audience a bit of background about this. So when I was working as a PM, it was my role to help prioritize and um, sequence the requests that came in, the feedback from different teams and in, you know, and customers. Now, one of the things I noticed was um, requests that come in from different teams, they could be extremely vague, they could be very detailed, or they could be literally just a tap on the shoulder asking me to do something. It, this happens all the time in product teams and in dev teams. Requests come in, you know, there's just a sea of requests and you you have to cut through and be a really good request that's really laid out and clear to have a chance of getting implemented, okay? And these three questions were what I've put together to, for, and I use these three questions and, and answer these three questions when I put requests together to, to, to developers now for my clients is, let's just go through them. So number one is just what is it? What is that problem you want us to work on? So. I know a lot of the times a lot of people will, you know, oh, the Xbox sitemap's broken or, um, you know, these Chronicle tags haven't been implemented correctly or these redirects aren't implement in implemented correctly. And it's like, okay, but what is, what's the problem with that? Why, you know, what is the, the thing? Great, there's a problem, but, or there's something broken, but what is the problem? Like, is it stopping it crawling? You know, help me understand. <laughs> I don't have any SEO background because I'm, you know, I'm a dev or I'm a product manager. I need you to just tell me, you know, the problem. So next is the impact, right? Why is why should we stop what we're doing and turn around and fix this? Okay. So why should I work on it? Now, usually when you answer the why, 
it shouldn't just be because Google said so. It needs to be a little bit more business focused. It needs to be because if we don't get these pages indexed, we're, you know, it can't be found by Google, we can't get traffic. You know, if we don't improve this, you know, infinite scroll on this e-commerce site on the pageant, you know, because we need a paginated design, these product pages aren't going to rank very well. We could get, you know, if we implement this, we can get X amount of traffic, which can lead to X amount of revenue. There's so many reasons. You just need to be clear around why it's a important thing to fix. Because you've got to remember, you are being judged against other strategic initiatives, projects that are also have a clear business case. And so answering that why, just a simple why, needs to be part of your request. And, and so, so, sorry, just, just to push in on that one a little bit more, um, in relation to business case, what would be an example of a metric that is most likely to appeal to a developer? Revenue. Revenue, okay. And the reason why is because the developer isn't always in charge of what they're doing. Product manager might be, or the project manager, or the, the business owner. A lot of people think that sometimes develop, like developers, we, we think developers have complete control over exactly what they're doing, and you know, but actually it's a, it's a partnership between a business and a development team. Product manager, when I was at DeepCrawl in-house, and now I'm working with other clients, the developers, they're in charge of building the solutions, but they're not in charge of what problems are being solved to help drive business results. So it's not always a case of developers being told you need to do this. It's actually, you know, we as a business need to do these things and you need to help the team that controls what the devs do, get them on board, and then the devs will work on the thing. But from my experience, the the why is just as important for, you know, the dev, the PM, the business owner. It should be tied always into the business results and revenue or sales or there should be or a customer solving a customer pain point. For me, that's that's what you need to focus on. It shouldn't just be because Google says so or some algorithmic technical thing. It needs to be, you know, come back to business case and why it's going to help the business. Yeah, th- that's that's my ex- my experience of doing. What's the third recommended question then? Yeah, third question is what is the agreed specification? So, one thing that I found when I was a, a PM getting these requests in is it's fine to to tell someone, okay, so our conical tags aren't correct, for example, you know, pointing to the staging environment. You know, that's, okay, we need to fix it. All right, I know why. What is the agreed end state you expect? I'm going to go off and fix it, but what is the thing? Like, what do you expect me to see? And a specification is just a list of basically pass-fail rules that you give the developer to say, when you work on this thing, I don't, you know, I don't mind how you fix it or how you, how you, how you go about it, I do mind what it looks like at the end. So it needs to be, you know, have all of these paid, all the chronicle tags in the head need to be pointing to the pay, the self-referencing call tag need to point to the, the URL itself, for example, or it needs to point to wherever you want to. So you need to agree with the developer what those pass-fail state rules are. And it's those three questions that whenever you send requests, you need to answer to cut through the noise of, you know, chaos delivery. And you'll get better results and get better implementation if you answer those those three simple questions, in my experience anyway. And your first tip was those three questions, but your second tip is communicate with examples. 
Yes. So it's fine for me to say, you know, pass fail rules and, and, and trying to communicate with developers. But the best way, the best way to communicate with any technical person is to lead and show examples. So one of the main problems a lot with my experience with SEO teams and SEO professionals communicating with devs is giving too much detailed information or being too abstract. It's important that we get across what we're trying to communicate using examples. So examples I found useful, there's three types I found useful. There's SEO data. So literally just, I found, so, you know, in the case of that conical example, here are the pages that are the problem pages. Here's a list of pages that we need to get fixed. Just any SEO data you can pull out of a web crawler, you know, Google search console data, anything that can help you tell the dev where the problem is, 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 is SEO data, right? Then there's something called, I call SEO modeling in, in a spreadsheet. So this is just showcasing in a spreadsheet, in a table format, the end state you'd like. Now, a good example of this is like a conical map or a redirect map, right? There are good examples of SEO modeling. You are trying to show the dev where you want, the, what you want them to do, what you expect to see at the end of it. And then finally, the third example is visual designs. So one thing I've learned is that sometimes when you're trying to make changes to page templates, when you're trying to make changes to a website, the dev will not do anything. We'll just say no, we'll completely say no, if there is no designs. If you have not worked with a designer in like in a tool like Figma and added it to the design system, which is like a library of components the dev can use, or just a, a, a Figma design in general, they will not build it. Okay, so you need to work with designers to you know, build the, the design the way that you want it, you know, collaborate with them, discuss with them before you can give the dev the request. It has to, well, you can give the dev a request, but you have to have to link to a design or agree a design with them. So it's those three examples that I use to communicate clearly to the dev the end state of my specifications. And tip number three, talk. And my third tip is conversation over documentation. So one thing that I found in my many years of working with developers and like lots of teams, not just developers, is that relying on documentation is probably not the best way to make sure that what you want to get implemented is exactly what they will do. Because with documentation, tickets, you know, Google Sheets, an audit, like whatever you, even an email, whatever you send across to them, there can be misinterpretations of the document. They can just skim read it and say, yes, I understand it, but not really understand it. Or they don't read it at all and they just implement what they want. And I found that having conversations with developers frequently and often, even if it's just a weekly call with them to discuss tickets before they implement it, write down rules in what I, in there's, there's tools like Miro where you can go in and you can write down rules in like sticky notes, virtual sticky notes, have conversations around with with developers around those rules, simple things like that, you will find suddenly that there is a ton of things they just did not understand about whatever you're trying to build, or you can understand that what actually you assumed that they could do, they can't do, or there's probably kind of some bit in the middle where it's actually a case of this, this thing I'm trying to get them to do is way too big for one ticket needs to, or it's way too big for one, you know, project. It needs to be broken down into multiple things. Actually, what I'm, and I'm getting used to the fact that actually when I talk to them, 
I understand now that my my requests are too big and I need to break them down and ask for smaller things. So it's just conversation over documentation is a great way to just better understand how to get things done with developers as well. Yes, great point. It's not just about sharing what you're trying to do, um, your goals, your revenue projections based upon the changes that you would like to make to the site, but it's also understanding what their way of working is and trying to assist them and deliver what you're requesting in a manner that works for them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just those conversations as well for me have been like game changing in terms of better understanding how to work with developers, not just one sets of teams, but across multiple teams, I've been able to better understand how to work with different kinds of developers across different companies. Let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? One thing I would highly recommend is building a feature that you then, that work with developers to build a feature that you can then edit and change rather than getting them to change things. So for example, um, building a, a content hub I've done that where I build a content hub and the, the architecture, the URL structure, the internal linking and the content can all be uploaded by the content team. And then we can at scale build those content hubs. But it starts off with just building a feature, future proofing the website it's called, where you're building a feature that the one team can edit that the dev does never has to touch again. Devs love, do, devs love that. And that's absolutely an 80 20 rule. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. So you're a fan of SEO on the edge. I wouldn't say I was a fan, but I'm definitely, uh, I definitely think there's a need for it, but I much prefer, because sometimes people use SEO on the edge to go around developers, um, and that I'm not a fan of, but it is useful, but in the right situation with, with coordination with your team, I would say. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Adam Jens over at theseosprint.com. Adam, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you, David. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Similar Web platform over at similarweb.com.